this is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 69. I want to take a minute right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show, and to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll be talking about at the tail end of this episode. Now, I released an episode on Monday because Canon had their virtual press conference where they talked about their latest cinema camera, the EOS C300 Mark III, some new Sin Servo lenses, some other broadcast production uh, video and audio stuff. And then they also talked at the tail end of the presentation about the EOS R5. So I released an episode on Monday that covered all of the meat and potatoes items from that. But I still wanted to do an episode today on Thursday, the normal day that I released the podcast, so that I could stay consistent as far as that. So that's why I mentioned in Monday's episode, episode 68, that that was kind of a bonus episode. So now we're going to get on with some things that we're going to, I'm going to talk about in the regular weekly Thursday episode. Okay, so first up, the Canon EOS R5 and R6 won't ship for a while. Reports are that the R5 and R6 will not begin shipping until July at the earliest. It's likely there will be low initial quantities of both cameras as well. I expect both to be announced before then, and I've heard that the R6 is still scheduled to be announced in May. As for the official Canon EOS R5 announcement, I can't see Canon dragging it out for another two to three months, as that would crush the hype that they've already been building up on this camera. Uh, the other, they do have some details they haven't given us, as they mentioned in Monday's presentation, like the full specifications and the initial selling price. So we'll have to wait and see how that is going to flesh out. Canon releases a new EOS RP with RF 24 to 105 millimeter F4 to 7.1 IS STM kit. Canon has added a new buying option for the Canon EOS RP. The new kit will come with the small and light RF 24 to 105 millimeter F4 to 7.1 IS STM lens, which was released this year. Early reviews say that the lens is actually very good optically. The new Canon EOS RP buying options are the RP body only for $9.99, the Canon EOS RP with 24 to 105 F4 to 7.1 IS STM, for $12.99, the Canon EOS RP with RF 24 to 240 F4 to 6.3 IS USM for $14.99, and the Canon EOS RP with RF 24 to 105 F4 LIS USM for $18.99. <laughs> The Canon EOS R6 is still scheduled to be announced in May. As I mentioned a moment ago, I've been told that the Canon still plans to announce the R6 sometime in May, and we can also expect the R5 to also be officially announced in May. 
the availability for each camera is still kind of up in the air with the global pandemic situation. Now, I've also seen some reports around the web comparing the EOS R6 to the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III just because the sensor resolution is the same. The EOS R6 will not use the same sensor as the EOS 1DX Mark III, so don't fall for that. The EOS R6 will be a big step down from the EOS R5, so please temper those expectations. It'll still be a fantastic camera, but it's targeted at a very different user than the EOS R5 and the EOS 1DX Mark III. Now, the Canon EOS R6 specifications, as we have them at the moment, both confirmed and rumors, 20 megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor with IBIS and 12 frames per second mechanical, 20 frames per second electronic shutter. 4K at 60p, full HD at 120p, dual card slots, no top-down screen, similar to the RP, lower resolution EVF than the EOS R5, build quality is not as good as the EOS R5, new battery, but not sure if it's the same one that the EOS R5 will be using or if it'll be a different creature altogether, like the RP. Uh, June 2020 is the estimated launch. Whether or not that's going to happen, we'll have to wait and see. Samsung is shooting for a 600 megapixel sensor in the near future. Taking pictures or video throughout the day has become part of our normal lifestyle and no longer done just to capture special events. Whip out your mobile camera to immortalize a delectable-looking meal, to record your latest dance moves, or even just when you're having a good hair day and you're ready to share your images with friends right away. These seamless experiences have become possible thanks to remarkable advancements in recent mobile photography, and at the very heart of this revolution is the mobile chip that transforms light into digital data, known as an image sensor. The image sensors we ourselves perceive the world through our eyes are said to match a resolution of around 500 megapixels, compared to most DSLR camera bodies that offer 40 megapixel resolution in a flagship smartphone with a 12 megapixel we as an industry still have a long way to go to be able to match human perception capabilities. Simply putting as many pixels as possible together into a sensor might seem like the easy fix, but this would result in a massive image sensor that takes over the entirety of a device. In order to fit millions of pixels in today's smartphones that feature other cutting-edge specs, like high screen-to-body ratios, slim design, pixel inevitably, pixels inevitably have to shrink so that sensors can be as compact as possible. On the flip side, smaller pixels can result in fuzzy or dull pictures due to the smaller area that each pixel receives light information from. The impasse between the number of pixels a sensor has and pixel sizes has become a balancing act that requires solid technological prowess. And drawing from the technology leadership and experience our memory business possesses, Samsung has been managing to expertly, expertly navigate this balance in our image sensors. In May 2019, we were able to announce the industry's first 64 megapixel sensor and just six months later brought the 108 megapixel sensor to the market. For our latest 108 megapixel image sensor, the ISOCELL Bright HM1, we implemented our proprietary nanocell technology, which dramatically increases the amount of light absorption pixels can, are capable of compared to previous 
Tetracell technology, which features a 2x2 array, and the 3x3 pixel structure of nanocell technology allows, for instance, 9.0.8 UM pixels to function as one 2.4 UM pixel. This also mitigates the issue raised by low light setting where light information is often scarce. In 2019, Samsung was also the first to introduce the image sensor based on a 0.7 UM pixels. The industry had considered 0.8 UM as the smallest possible pixel size could be reduced to, but our engineers' technological limitations are just another challenge that motivates their innovation. Most cameras today can only take pictures that are visible to the human eye. Uh, at wavelengths between 450 and 750 nanometers, or NM. Sensors able to detect light wavelengths outside of that range are hard to come by, but their use can benefit a wide range of areas. For example, the image sensors equipped for ultraviolet light perception can be used for diagnosing skin cancer by capturing pictures to showcase healthy cells and cancerous cells in different colors. Infrared image sensors can also be harnessed for more efficient quality control in architecture, ar agriculture, excuse me, and other industries somewhere in the future, we might even be able to have sensors that can see microbes not visible to the naked eye. Not only are we developing image sensors, but we are also looking into other types of sensors that can register smells or tastes. Sensors that even go beyond human senses will soon become an integral part of our daily lives and we are excited by the potential such sensors have made the invisible invisible and helped people by going beyond what our own senses are capable of. To date, the major applications for image sensors have been in the smartphones and smartphone field, but this is expected to expand soon into other rapidly emerging fields such as autonomous vehicles, information of everything and drones samsung is proud to have been leading the small pixel high resolution sensor trend that will continue through 2020 and beyond and is prepared to ride the next wave of technological innovation with a comprehensive product portfolio that addresses the diverse needs of device manufacturers through relentless innovation we are determined to open up endless possibilities in pixel technologies that might even deliver image sensors that can capture more detail than the human eye. So that definitely sounds exciting. And it sounds like Samsung is really looking to push the gauntlet even further, push the envelope even further in sensor technology. We'll have to wait and see where this will all lead us. But Samsung does make some of the most impressive sensors in the world right now, especially in smartphone form factor. All right. So this is going to wrap up this episode 69 of the Liam Photography Podcast. Like I said, I was just going to do a short episode so I could release something on the regular schedule of Thursday. I want to thank all of my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. You can join the group on Facebook. It is a private group, and you can request to join. You have to answer one question, which is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam, or Liam Douglas. Either one will work. 
Additionally, I have opened it up to the possibility of answering with any of the guests that I've had on the last year, the, excuse me, on the show in the last year or so, which would be Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography and Photo Taco podcast, uh, John Harvell, who did the episode on off-camera flash, and the wonderful and talented Miss Ellie Cat, who is a model and actress who has been getting quite busy lately. I uh, definitely need to see about having her on the show again sometime in the near future. So any of those names will be accepted in place of my name as the host of the show because they prove that you're listening to the show on a regular basis. And I have the group set up that way to keep out all the spots and spammers and all the nasty idiots that we don't really, that really ruin Facebook for everybody. Uh, but until another platform comes along that's better, I guess we're stuck with Facebook. All right, I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 70.